0: act three of the castle specter by matthew lewis this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox.org act three scene one a view of the river conway with a fisherman's hut sunset enter allen and edrick
1: still they come not dear dear still they come not ah these tumults are too much for my old body to bear
2: then you should have kept your old body at home tis a fine thing truly for a man of your age to be galloping about the country after a girl who by your own account is neither your chick nor child
1: ah she was more to me she was my all edric my all how could i bear my home when it no longer was the home of angela how could i rest in my cottage at night when her sweet lips had not kissed me and murmured father sleep well she is so good so gentle i was sick once sick almost to death angela was then my nurse and comforter she watched me when i slept and cheered me when i woke she rejoiced when i grew better and when i grew worse no medicine gave me ease like the tears of pity which fell on my burning cheeks from the eyes of my darling
2: tears of pity indeed a little rhubarb would have done you more good by half but our people stay a long time perhaps motley has been discovered and seized If so, he will lose his life, the Earl his freedom, Angela her lover, and what's worst of all, I shall lose my boat. I wish I hadn't lent it, for I doubt that Molly's scheme has failed.
1: I hope not. Oh, I hope not. Should Percy remain a captive, Angela will be left unprotected in your wicked lord's power. Oh, that will break my poor old wife's heart for certain
2: and if it should break it a mighty misfortune truly zounds master allen any wife is at best a bad thing a poor one makes matters get worse but when she's old lord tis the very devil hark hark do
1: you hear this is the sound of oars they are our friends Oh heaven be thanked the earl is with them a boat appears with
0: percy motley and soldiers Disguised as fishermen, they land. Percy, springing on shore. (sighs)
3: Ah! Once more, then, I breathe the air of liberty. Worthy, Gilbert, what words can suffice to thank you?
4: None. Therefore do not waste your breath in the attempt. You are safe, thanks to St. Peter and the blanket. And your lady's deliverance now demands all your thoughts. Ha! Who is that with Edric?
3: Alan, by all my hopes welcome welcome good old man say came my vassals with you
1: three hundred chosen men are within the sound of your bugle they scarce gave me time to signify your orders ere they sat in their saddles and as i would needs come with them heaven forgive them for it they put me on a hard-trotting horse merry he shook me really. he has almost broken my old bones but that matters little my heart would have been broken had i stayed behind but now my lord tell me of angela is she well did you speak to her and speaks she sometimes of me she is well my old friend and i have spoken to her though but
3: for a moment scarce had I time to confess to her my rank when Canric, who suspicious i had penetrated my disguise forced me from her presence but be comforted good Alain. should other means fail i will this very night attack the castle and compel osmond to resign his prey
1: heaven grant that you may succeed let me but once see angela your bride let me but once hear her say the sweet words alan i am happy Then I and my old wife will seek our graves,
4: lay us down, and die with pleasure. Die with pleasure, you silly old man. You shall do nothing so ridiculous. You shall live a great many years, and instead of lying down in your grave, we'll tuck you up warm with your old wife in the best down bed of Enwick Castle. But now let us talk of our affairs, which, if I mistake not, are in the high road to success.
3: How... Has any intelligence reached you of your ally, the Friar?
4: You have guessed it. As it passed beneath his window, the pious porpoise contrived to drop this letter into the boat. Its contents must needs be of consequence, for I assure you it comes from one of the greatest men in England. Pray examine it, my lord. I never can read when the wind's easterly.
3: I believe, Gilbert, were it northerly you would be no jot the wiser i remember that many a sound did a preceptor break upon your back in vain and before you had learned to spell your schooling it cost my a forest
0: motley while percy reads
4: nay if learning could have been beaten into me by this time i should be a prodigious scholar to do him justice father benjamin had a most instructive jerk with his arm and frequently used arguments so forcibly when pointing out my faults that many a time and oft has he brought tears into my eyes then i generally felt so penitent and so low that i was obliged to steal his brandy-bottle in order to recover my spirits well sir what says the letter
3: listen i have recognized you in spite of your disguise and seize the opportunity to advise you of exerting yourself solely to obtain earl percy's liberty He not angela i have sure an easy means for procuring her escape and before the clock strikes two you may expect me with her at the fisherman's hut farewell and rely upon father philip now gilbert what say you may the monk's fidelity be trusted
4: his fidelity may undoubtedly but whether his success will equal his good intentions is a point which time alone can decide should it not
3: then with my faithful vassals will i storm the castle to-morrow
4: what storm the castle oh no
1: no my darling never saw a bird die but she wept then how will she bear to look on when men perish
3: be assured old man that nothing save invincible necessity shall induce me to bathe my hands in the blood of my fellow-creatures but where are my followers
1: fearing lest their number should excite suspicion i left them concealed in yonder wood
3: guide me to them edric for this night i must request the shelter of your hut
2: willingly my lord but my cottage is so humble your treatment so wretched
3: silence my good fellow the hut where good will resides is to me more welcome than a palace and no food can be so sweet as that which is seasoned with smiles you give me your best a monarch could give no more, and it happens not often that men ever give so much. Now farewell for an hour.
0: Alan lead on. Exeunt Percy, Alan, etc. Monint, Motley, and Edric.
4: And in the meantime, friend Edric, I'll lend you a hand in preparing supper.
2: <sighs> Truly the task won't give you much trouble, for times have gone hard with me of late. Our present lord sees no company, gives no entertainments, and thus I sell no fish. Things went better while Earl Reginald lived.
4: What? You remember him?
2: Never shall I forget him or his sweet lady. Why, I verily believe they possessed all the cardinal virtues so pious, so generous, so mild, so kind to the poor, and so fond of fish fond
4: of fish one of the cardinal virtues of which i never heard before
2: but these thoughts make me sad come master motley your lord's supper still swims in the river if you'll help to catch it why do so and thank you heartily can you fish
4: can i who in this world cannot i'll assure you friend edric there is no profession more universal than yours we all spread our nets to catch something or other and, alas, when obtained, it seldom proves worth the trouble of taking. The coquette fishes for hearts, which are worthless, the courtier for titles which are absurd, and the poet for compliments which are empty. Oh, happy are they in this world of disappointments, who throw out no nets save fishing ones.
0: Exeunt. Scene 2. The Castle Hall. Enter Kenrick.
4: Yonder he
5: stalks and seems buried in himself. Now, then, to attack him while my late service is still fresh upon his memory. Should he reject my petition positively, he shall have good cause to repent his ingratitude. Percy is in the neighbourhood, and that secret, known only to myself, will surely. But silence, look where he
6: comes.
0: Enter Osmond. It shall not be.
6: Away with these foreboding terrors, which weigh down my heart. Does not all smile upon my fortunes? My rival wears my chains. He cannot wrest her from me, and with tomorrow's dawn, Angela shall be mine. Bound them high, my heart, pleasure, sweet guest, so long a stranger. Oh, to my bosom, welcomes once more. I will forget the past, I will enjoy the present, and make those raptures again mine, which. Ah, no, no, no. Conscience, that serpent, winds her folds round the cup of my bliss, and ere my lips can reach it, her venom is mingled with a draught.
5: How profound the gloom! which obscures his brow how fixed how hopeless glares his dark eyeball oh dreadful is the villain's look when he ponders on committed crimes
0: evening approaches fast drawing near and opening the window
6: already the air breathes cooler and the beams of the setting sun sparkle on the waters of conway how fair how tranquil all without how dark how comfortless all within hark the sound of music the peasants are returning from labor they move with gay and careless steps caroling as they go some rustic ditty and will pass the night in rest for they have passed the day in innocence
0: chorus without Please the toils of day to leave Home we haste with footsteps light Oh, how gay the cotter's eve Oh, how calm the cotter's night osmond closing the window with violence curses upon them
6: i will look i will listen no more i sicken at the sight of happiness which i never more must enjoy i hate the possessors of hearts untainted hate for i envy oh fly from my eyes bright day speed thy pace darkness thou art my love haste to unfold thy sable mantle and robe the world in the colour of my soul
5: now then to accost him yet i tremble
6: anguish endless hopeless anguish day or night no moment of rest when i sleep dreams of strange horror still fright me from my couch when i wake i find in every object some cause for distrust. Read the dread charge in every eye. Thou art a murderer. And tremble lest the agents of my guilt should work its punishment. And See where he walks, the chief object of my fears. He shall not be so long. His anxiety will leave me. His later mysterious threats. No, no, I will not live in fear. Soft, he advances
5: so melancholy my lord
6: i kenrick and must be so till angela is mine know that even now she extorted from me a promise that till to-morrow i would leave her unmolested
5: but till to-morrow
6: but till to-morrow oh in that little space a lover's eye views myriads of dangers Yet think not, good Kenrick, that your late services are undervalued by me, or that I have forgotten those for which I have been long your debtor. When bewildered by hatred of Reginald, and grief for Evelina's loss, my dagger was placed on the throat of their infant, your hand arrested the blow. Judge, then, how grateful I must feel when I behold in Angela her mother's living counterpart. Behold her such as when, shielding with her body her fallen husband, Evelina received that dagger in her breast which I aimed at the heart of Reginald. Worthy Kenrick, how can I repay your services?
5: These you make easily. But what, Earl Osmond, what can repay me for the sacrifice of my innocence? I was virtuous, till you bade me be guilty. My hands were pure, till you taught me to stain them with blood. You painted in strong colors the shame of servitude. You promised freedom, riches, independence. You vanquished the resistance of my better angel, and never since have I known one moment of rest.
6: Good Kenrick!
5: All here reminds me of my guilt. Every object recalls to me Reginald and his murdered lady let me then claim that independence so long promised and seek for peace in some other climate since memory forbids me to taste it in this
6: kenrick ere named your wish was granted in a far distant country a retreat is already prepared for you there may you hush those clamours of conscience which must reach me i fear even in the arms of angela yet do not leave me till she is my bride stay yet a week in conway castle and then though twill cost me many a pang, kenrick you shall bid a long adieu are you contented kenrick
0: affected
5: my lord gratitude amazement and i doubted i suspected oh my good lord how have i wronged your kindness
6: no more I must not hear you aside shame shame that ever my soul should stoop to dissembling with my slave kenrick farewell till angela is mine keep a strict eye on percy and then sahib enters and advances with apprehension how now why this confusion Why do you tremble? Speak.
7: My lord, the prisoner.
6: The prisoner? Go on, go on. Sa'ib, kneeling.
7: Pardon, my lord, pardon. Our prisoner has escaped.
0: Villain. Wild with rage, he draws his dagger and rushes upon Sa'ib. Kenrick holds his arm. Hold, hold. What would you do? Osmond, struggling.
6: Uh, unhand me, or by heaven.
5: Away, away, fly, fellow, fly, and save yourself.
0: Exit Sa'ib. Kenrick, releasing Osmond.
5: Consider, my lord. Happily t'was not by his keeper's fault that.
0: Osmond, furiously.
6: What is to me by whose? Is not my rival fled? Soon? Will Northumberland's guards encircle my walls and force from me? Yet that by heaven they shall not know. Rather than resign her, my own hand shall give this castle a prey to flames. Then plunging with Angela into the blazing gulf, I'll leave these runes to tell posterity how desperate was my love and how dreadful my revenge. Going, he stops and turns to Kenrick. And you, who dared to rush between me and my resentment. You, who could so well succeed in saving others. Now look to yourself.
0: Exit.
5: (laughs) That look, that threat. Yet He seemed so kind, so grateful. He smiled, too. Oh, there is ever danger when a villain smiles.
0: Saib enters softly looking round him with caution. Sahib, in a low voice,
5: "Is es- Kenrick? How now? What brings?
7: Silence and hear me. You have saved my life, nor will I be ungrateful. Look at this vial. <laughs> Did the earl? Even so, a few drops of this liquor should tonight have flavoured your wine. You would never have drank again. Mark me, then. When I offer you a goblet at supper, drop it as by accident, for this night I give you life. Use it to quit the castle, for no longer than till tomorrow dare I disobey our lord's commands. Farewell, and fly from Conwy. You bear with you my thanks.
0: Exit.
5: Can it be possible? Is not all this a dream? Villain, villain. Yes, yes, I must away. But tremble, traitor, a bolt, of which you little think, hangs over, and shall crush you. The keys are still in my possession. Angela shall be the partner in my flight, my prisoner, too, yet hold. May not resentment, may not Reginald's sixteen years' captivity, oh, no, Angela shall be my advocate, and grateful for her own, for her parents' life preserved. She can she will obtain my pardon yet should she fail at least i shall drag down osmond in my fall and sweeten death's
0: bitter cup with vengeance exit scene three the cedar room with folding doors in the middle and a large antique bed on one side is the portrait of a lady on the other that of a warrior armed Both are at full length. After a pause, the female portrait slides back, and Father Philip, after looking in, advances cautiously. Father Philip closing the panel,
8: thus far have I proceeded without danger, though not without difficulty. Yon narrow passage is by no means calculated for persons of my habit of body. By my holy name, i begin to suspect that the fool is in the right i certainly am growing corpulent and now how shall i employ myself sinner that i am why did i forget the bottle of sack the time will pass tediously till angela comes and to complete the business yonder is haunted oratory what if the ghost should pop out on me blessed st prigid there would be a tater date yet this is a foolish fear tis yet scarce eight o'clock and your ghosts always keep late hours yet i don't like the idea of our being such near neighbours if alice says true the apparition just now lives next door to me but the lord forbid we should ever be visiting acquaintance would that i had something to drive her out of my head a good book now a bottle of sack st augustine or a cold venison pastry would be worth its weight in gold but in the chambers of these young girls one finds nothing good either to read drink or eat now my last patroness the baroness o drench ah to hear a catalogue of her crimes was quite a pleasure for she always confessed them over a sirloin of beef and instead of telling a bead swallowed a bumper Oh, she was a worthy soul. But hark, Angela comes.
0: Osmond, without.
6: What? Alice, Alice, I say.
8: By St. David, tis the all. I'll get away as fast as I can.
0: Trying to open the door.
8: I can't find the spring. Lord, forgive my sins. Where can I hide myself? Ha, the bed, tis the very thing
0: throws himself into the bed, and conceals himself under the clothes.
8: Heaven grant that it mayn't break down with me, for lo, what a fall would be there, my countrymen. They come.
0: The door's unlocked. Enter Osmond, Angela, and Alice. Osmond entering.
6: You have heard my will, lady. Till your hand is mine, you quit not this chamber
9: if then it must be so welcome my eternal prison Yet eternal it shall not be my hero my guardian angel is at liberty soon shall this horn make these hateful towers tremble and your fetters be exchanged for the arms of percy
6: beware beware angela dare not before me
9: before you before the world is my attachment a disgrace No, tis my pride, for its object is deserving. Long ere I knew him, Percy's fame was dear to me, while I still believed in the peasant Edwy. Often in his hearing have I dwelt upon Northumberland's praise, and chid him that he spoke of our lord so coldly. Ah, little did I think that the man that seated beside me was he whom I envied for his power of doing good, whom I loved for exerting that power so largely. Judge then. Osmond, on my arrival here, how strongly I must have felt the contrast. What peasant names you his benefactor? What beggar has been comforted by your bounty? What sick man preserved by your care? Your breast is unmoved by woe, your ear is deaf to complaint, your doors are barred against the poor and wretched. Not so are the gates of Onwick Castle,
10: they are open as their owner's heart. My hair stands on end to hear her
2: insulting
6: girl this to my face
10: nay
9: never bend your brows shall i tremble because you frown shall my eye sink because anger flashes from yours no that would ill become the bride of northumberland
6: amazement can this be the gentle timid angela
9: wonder you that the worm should turn when you trample it so cruelly oh wonder no more Ere he was torn from me, I clasped Percy to my breast, and my heart caught a spark of that fire
10: which flames in his unceasingly. Caught fire, lady! Bless me, I hope you didn't burn yourself.
6: Silent, old crone! I have heard you calmly, Angela. Now then, hear me. Twelve hours shall be allowed you to reflect upon your situation. Till that period is elapsed, This chamber shall be your prison, and Alice, on whose fidelity I can depend, your sole attendant. This term expired. Should you still reject my hand, force shall obtain for me what love denies. Speak not. I will hear nothing. I swear that tomorrow sees you mine, or undone. And skies rain curses on me if I keep not my oath. Mark that proud girl, mark it and tremble. Exit
8: heaven be praised, he's gone.
9: Tremble, did he say? Alas, how quickly is my boasted courage vanished. Yet I will not despair. There is a power in heaven, there is a percy on earth. On them will I
10: rely to save me. The first may, lady but as to the second he'll be of no use depend on it now might i advise you to accept my lord's offer what matters it whether the man's name be osmond or percy an earl's an earl after all and though one may be something richer than the other
9: oh silence alice nor aid my tyrant's designs rather instruct me how to counteract them you have influence in the castle
10: assist me to escape and be assured that percy's gratitude and generosity i help you to escape not for the best gown in your ladyship's wardrobe i tremble at the very idea of my lord's rage and besides had i the will i've not the power kenrick keeps the keys we could not possibly quit the castle without his knowledge and if the earl threatens to use force with you oh gemini what would he use with me lady Threatens, Alice. I despise his threats. Ere it pillows
9: Osmond's head, will I plunge this poniard in my bosom? Holy fathers, a dagger. Even now, as I wandered through the armoury, my eye was attracted by its glittering handle. Look, Alice, it bears Osmond's name,
10: and the point is rusty with blood. Take it away, lady, take it away. I never see blood without fainting
0: angela putting up the dagger
10: this weapon may render
9: me good service but oh what service has it rendered osmond Happily 'twas twas this very poniard which drank his brother's blood or which pierced the
10: fair breast of evelina said you not alice that this was her portrait i did lady and the likeness was counted excellent how fair how heavenly What sweetness, yet what dignity, in her blue speaking eyes! No wonder that you admire her, lady. She was as like you as one pea to another. But this morning, you know, I promised to show you her oratory, and here I've brought the key. Shall I unlock the door? Do so, good Alice. Haply, for a moment, it may abstract my thoughts from
8: my own sorrows.
0: Father Philip, While Alice Unlocks the Door
8: will the old woman never be gone i dare not discover myself in her presence
0: alice having opened the folding-doors an oratory is seen richly ornamented with carving and painted glass angela and alice enter it
10: this room has not been opened since my lady's death and everything remains as she left it look here is her veil her prayer-book too in which she was reading on the very night before she quitted the castle, never to return.
8: I'm all out of patience.
10: And that guitar! How often have I heard her play upon that guitar! She would sit in yonder window for hours, and still she played airs so sad, so sweet. To be sure, she had the finest voice that ever...
0: During the speech, Angela who at first looks round with curiosity, throws the veil carelessly over her face and, taking the guitar from the table, strikes a few wild and melancholy notes. Alice, whose back is towards her, turns hastily round, screams, and rushes from the oratory. Angela casts the veil and guitar upon the table and follows her.
10: What alarms you? oh is it you lady let me die if i didn't take you for the ghost your air your look your attitude all were so like the deceased countess that well well i'll not enter that room again in a hurry i protest my hand trembles so that i can hardly turn the key how contagious is terror? this silly
9: woman's apprehensions have spread to my bosom and scarce can i look around without alarm the stillness, too, of evening, the wavering and mysterious light which streams through these painted windows, and hark, twas the shriek of the screech owl
10: which nests in the tower above.
0: Alice, having locked the folding doors,
10: ah, oh, twas a sad day for me when I heard of the dear lady's loss. Look at that bad lady, that very bad was hers.
8: Was it so? Oh ho!
10: how often have i seen her sleeping in that bed and oh how like an angel she looked when sleeping i remember that just after earl reginald (gasps) oh lord didn't somebody shake the curtain absurd it was the wind (sighs) i declare it made me tremble well as i was saying i remember just after earl reginald had set out for the scottish wars going into her room one morning and hearing her sob most bitterly so advancing to the bedside as it might be thus my lady says i with a low curtsy isn't your ladyship well so with that she raised her head slowly above the quilt and giving me a mournful look
0: here unseen by angela who is contemplating reginald's portrait father philip lifts up his head and gives a deep groan.
10: Jesus Maria! The devil! The devil! The devil!
0: Exit. Angela, turning round. How now? Father Philip rising from the bed. It breaks under him, and he rolls at Angela's feet. Good
8: heavens! A man concealed!
0: Attempting to pass him, he detains her by her robe
8: stay daughter stay if you run i can never overtake you amazement father philip the very same and at present the best friend you have in the world daughter i came to save you to save me speak proceed observe this picture it conceals a spring whose secret is unknown to all in the castle except myself upon touching it the panel slides back and a winding passage opens into the marble hall. Thence we must proceed to the vault of A door is there concealed, similar to this, and after threading the mazes of a subterranean labyrinth, we shall find ourselves in safety on the outside of the castle walls.
9: Oh, worthy, worthy father. Quick, let us hasten. Let us not lose one moment.
8: Hold, hold, not so fast you forget that between the hall and vestibule we must traverse many chambers much frequented at this early hour wait till the castle's inhabitants are asleep expect me without fail at one keep up your spirits and doubt not of success now i must away lest the earl should perceive my absence
9: stay yet one moment tell me does
8: Percy? I have apprised him that this night will restore you to liberty, and he expects you at the fisherman's cottage. Now then, farewell, fair daughter.
9: Good friar. Till one, farewell.
0: Exit Father Philip through the sliding panel, closing it after him.
9: This is thy doing, God of justice. Receive my thanks. Yes, Percy, we shall meet once more, shall meet never again to separate. Those dreams shall be realized, those smiling, golden dreams which floated before us in Allan's happy cottage. Hand in hand shall we wander together through life, partners in pleasure, partners in woe, and when the night of our existence arrives, one spot shall receive our bodies, one stone shall cover our grave. Allen too, and the worthy Maud, my parents, my more than parents, to smooth the pillow of their age, to gild their last hours with sunshine. That thought is heaven. So glorious are my prospects that they dazzle me to look on, and scarce can I believe them really to exist. Oh, gracious God! Should my brain be bewildered by fancy? Should I be now the sport of some deceitful dream, seal up my eyes for ever, never let me wake again? I must not expect the friar before one. Till that hour arrives, will I kneel at the feet of yonder saint, there tell my beads, and pray for morning.
0: End of
2: the third act.